Hi, this is Pastor Anna Sorensen at French Creek Lutheran Church in Ettrick, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining together in worship, even as we can't join together in person. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the gospel of the Lord. Several days ago, I was in my backyard. I was enjoying watching the clouds blow by overhead and listening to the birds chirping when a furtive movement near the ground caught my attention. It was a small rabbit, a juvenile. The bunny was hopping across the lawn and it stopped to munch on grass just under the edge of the composter. I got up to get a closer look. Of course, my movement caught the attention of the bunny, and he froze, absolutely stopped moving. I walked closer, slowly. I was curious. He wasn't moving at all. I laughed to myself. This rabbit thinks I can't see him because he isn't moving. Freezing is, of course, a defense mechanism for the rabbit. It helps the creature hide from predators. We have a similar response in our own autonomic nervous system. It's often called F3, fight, flight, or freeze. These are, these are stress responses, survival instincts that our body is able to enact instinctually. Just think about what you do. If you're at the ball game sitting in the bleachers and someone yells out, foul ball, you probably either put your glove up or you duck. And if you encounter a bear in the woods, you will have to work hard to overcome your instinct to run away as fast as you can and instead back away slowly and calmly. The little rabbit in my backyard would have been in big trouble if I had been a hungry predator because I got close enough to touch him. I didn't touch him. Don't pet wild animals is a good life rule. But I could have touched him. Interestingly, 
while our human minds can tell the difference between immediately dangerous stressors, like, say, a hungry fox, and a not-so-dangerous stressor, like a curious human, our bodies and our nervous systems don't know the difference between stress that's truly dangerous and stress that's not as dangerous. Which is to say, if you have found yourself freezing or running away or with a pent-up desire to fight someone recently, it's because your body treats the stress of a global pandemic and the attendant economic devastation about the same as it treats the stress of encountering a bear in the woods. Which is why you might be putting off slightly stress-inducing tasks, like, say, filing your taxes or making a difficult phone call. Just like the rabbit, you have frozen, hoping that if you ignore it, it won't see you and it will go away. Unfortunately, slightly stressful chores don't work like that. Seeing that rabbit freeze beneath the composting bin gave me some insight into this week's gospel reading. Mark's gospel is famous for this abrupt ending. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The oldest existing copies of the Gospel of Mark end right there, after verse 8. They said nothing to anyone. Now, if you open up your Bible, you'll see that the Gospel of Mark does, in fact, go beyond that. And there'll be two headings, one which says the shorter ending of Mark and one which says the longer ending of Mark. Both of these appear in later copies of the gospel, which leads biblical scholars to believe that these endings were added later, as the gospel was copied down for sharing. And of course, copyists would have added an ending that had the women telling of the resurrection, for to have them keep quiet is certainly not an Easter celebration, but a tragedy of cosmic proportions. Let's start with that original ending, though. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Fight, flight, freeze, frozen. If you have ever been in deep, immediate grief, you know the stress and ache such grief brings into your life. It makes it difficult to sleep, difficult to think straight. It makes you question what you thought you knew or even remember what day it is. Mary and Mary and Salome were already in this deep, aching grief when they came to the tomb that Sunday morning. Then add the shock of someone sitting inside the tomb telling them their friend is not dead but risen. And going ahead to Galilee, I don't blame them at all for running away in terror and freezing. Perhaps if they ignore, ignored this conundrum, it would eventually go away. You know, many preachers will tell you, myself included, that when the call came 
to preach the resurrection, many of us ran away or ignored it at first. And so it is. The oldest copies of the Gospel of Mark end with those shocking words. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Even if later copyists hadn't found this ending incomplete and added information about the sharing of the gospel and the proclamation of the resurrection, even if they hadn't done that as they shared this story, we would know that eventually the women overcame their fear to become preachers of resurrection. How would we know this? We know this because we ourselves know the story. We would not know that the tomb was empty if Mary and Mary and Salome had kept that information to themselves. We would not know Jesus risen from the dead if the disciples had kept it to themselves. We would not know the forgiveness and reconciling love of God if someone hadn't told us. Faith in Christ is a mystery passed along by those who believed before us, those who trusted the promises of God so much that they wanted to ensure those promises would be remembered even after they were gone. As St. Paul wrote in his letter to the Romans, How are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful the feet of those who bring good news. That's Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. This principle is embedded into our common life at French Creek in our mission statement. Our mission is to welcome everyone to worship God, to hear and to live the good news of Jesus Christ, and to spread it from generation to generation. Of course, we don't just share from pastor to congregation or from older to younger but also from younger to older, from spouse to partner, from neighbor to neighbor, in Bible study and in worship and Sunday school. I know I continue to learn and grow in my faith from your comments, questions, witness, conversation. So this week, I present you with a challenge and a request. A little bit of homework, if you will. Look around you this week and notice where is new life at work. Notice the goodness of God. Notice the power of forgiveness. Notice the creative work of the Holy Spirit in your life. This is actually a three-part homework assignment. That's part one. Notice. Notice where God is at work. Part two is to take some time to write it down. Journal about how God is at work. Part three of this homework challenge and request, if you so choose, is to share your noticing with me. In an upcoming sermon, we're going to hear from one another 
about how God is at work in the world and in our lives. The women at the empty tomb, terrified and afraid at first, but eventually empowered by their memory of Jesus' promise, they unfroze. The power of the promises of God helped them to overcome their fear. And eventually they spoke of what they had seen and heard. We know it to be true because we know this story. The tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. And the world was never the same again. One of the gifts of being in a community, a faith community, is that we are a community. We're there for one another. If you are in the Gale, Ettrick, or Trempolo area of Wisconsin and you have a physical need, you need errands run, groceries picked up, chores done, please contact me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org. And I or a member of the congregation will be able to help you out. If you are willing to help out a neighbor, please also contact me so I can put you on a list of resources. We're creating community through prayer at 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday, morning prayer on Facebook Live. Join us there and leave your prayer requests. And we're using this podcast to connect to one another. I'd love for it to be more than my voice. If you would be willing to read scripture for the Sunday sermon broadcast, again, please reach out to me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I will walk you through the process. Thank you so very much. God bless you.